1: So this is fucked. Sorry, mom. Uh, There's going to be plenty of F-bombs in this episode. I just, my first question and what everyone's been asking all week, what I've asked you a hundred times in the last few days, how in Christ's name are we here right now at this moment, at this juncture? Picture where we were 365 days ago today. We were the happiest we've ever been as Browns fans. It was the Cyple game. We clinched at home. First playoff game in forever. And now here we are, literally 12 months to the day later. And shout out Trump Rebellion. Um, Oh, it is a six, you're right. uh, Yeah, that's. um Oh, sorry, before you can go. This is not where I know that we take pride in coming on here with glass half full. We can spin anything into a positive. And I know I'm going against my own rules here by saying this. I am miserable right now. I have no spin zones. I have no positives right now. There is nothing positive right now. And if that's being exaggerating, don't care either. It's just where I'm at. But go ahead.
0: I think there's a glimmer of... Oh, oh actually, I'll surprise you with this at the end. Um, once we get into it. Oh, and actually... Yeah, we have the game be... left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Dude, I may not even watch it. Um, oh. Yeah, I... I may not watch it. Uh, I think we may have put ourselves in this situation for, not us, well, partially us, but mother F-words need to stop saying like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a Super Bowl roster. It's like, dude, you can't say that before the season starts. You can't even say that. Like, You just can't. I don't think we're allowed moving forward going into a season with optimism. It just screws us every time. Like that's a cycle we need to break. After uh 2018, we go into 2019 with total optimism. Oh, sweet, we got Odell. Boom. We're kicked in the dick. Then following that season, did we go into uh the 2020 COVID season with optimism, or were we like, uh, new coach, uh got our asses kicked, here we go.
1: No, we were pumped because I don't know if we we were cautiously optimistic.
0: Yeah, okay, that's what we need to do moving forward is cautiously optimistic because we're also like ah oh, we're going into the ravens for game 1 and you know that streak of game 1 losses is very well known 2002 3 whatever um got our asses kicked by the ravens and then somehow got to uh 3 and 1 4 and 1 last year yeah. started this season 3 and 1 um yeah i think setting expectations or talking about it like it's a done deal that we're going to make the playoffs or have a winning season is moving. Forward. We got to learn from this lesson. It's like, I don't care if we, yeah, we just can't do that anymore.
1: I don't disagree
0: with that i want to, and I'll, There was that guy when I went to the Bears game who was like talking as the, uh, I don't know, like before the game started or something. He was like, and we can't wait to have you all here when the Browns are playing for the AFC Championship come January, and everyone cheered. And I'm like, dude, He did not just jinx us. And Ooh, a Bears I'll, or Jimmy? Who are you talking about? No, some guy. I think he's like a news guy who's like the special guest. Oh, are they even a like game. a Bears
1: fan? Okay, I'm with you. I'm with no, you. no, it was, it
0: was the Bears game at home in Cleveland, and he said that. And I'm like, dude, did you just give us a public jinx? <laughs> and also, like, I was nervous for that game. I'm like, okay, well, the whole team that we're playing can hear you and you're acting like this game is a done deal, which they won that game pretty handily, but just don't give anybody any bulletin port. Just never get your hopes up ever. I think it's a lesson here, but let's get into things that are yeah. actually well, like, prevalent.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, welcome back to the dogs. of War podcast. You have Kevin along with Raleigh and we are indeed back. If you're getting this the day, it comes out. It is Friday, January 7th, 2022. Welcome to the new year. Ooh, first podcast of the new year, right? Uh yeah. Let's start off, and I I've been dreading this conversation all day. Just the topic. Love talking to you. Love talking Browns. This this talking about this game that we just had on Monday night against the Steelers, in which we lost twenty six to fourteen. Let's think. Right, one bright side. Big Ben's gone. This is his last game we'll ever see him. I know, and I'm kind of actually love to send him out with an ass whooping, and it's. <laughs> he he was so bad on Monday night. He Dude, was so I, I, bad. Like,
0: I wish he came back another year. One, he was a weak link.
1: Oh my <laughs> he god, he was, was so bad. And he beat us both times. We got swept and this was his worst career year ever. He he was he's been glue factory all the last two years. He went one year too long, and yet we still got swept by them for yet another one of these miserable years. Yeah, so that, that could be part of it. Like the guy had a Hall
0: of Fame career and you no, know, doubt. Going no out doubt no doubt no question twice maybe that's what the football gods decided to uh make happen i mean it was also tough coming out, you know when cincinnati clinched it half off to them it's like getting the guys to play 24 hours after uh you find out that the playoff hopes are gone yeah which easier said than done and i'm not saying i don't think they they didn't not show up it was just not good.
1: I, I never, I never got the impression that these guys were not playing hard. My I defense, think they were still putting their asses on. Ass Absolutely. Um, I want to go back, circle back to one thing you said before we get back into this game. It's not so much. I'm with you about getting too far over your skis. People saying we have a Super Bowl roster, all of that. However, we can't continue with that loser mentality we've had our whole lives. When we had, when we still have the players, the stars on paper on this team. There's every reason and then some for us to have very, very lofty goals and expectations coming off the season we had last year. So I understand that, you know, for your own mental health and sake, for all of us, you know, don't come in. I don't think anyone came in saying Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, obviously that's the goal, but everyone's everyone's like, we're not guaranteed. or No one said we're guaranteed a Super Bowl, obviously. But at the same time, we still have to have these lofty expectations or we're never going to get out of this shithole we've been in for decades.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, the team should be thinking we're going to the Super Bowl. That's all they're thinking. As fans, we need to temper our expectations. Um, I Actually, I don't even know if that's true. That was just me saying something for sake of saying something. I think every team in the NFL, they should have the mentality of, Let's bring home the trophy. Like, do everything you can to prepare for it. Maximize. Most of them do. Yeah. And to answer your question of how did we get to this point, (laughs) in the shortest, simplest way, I think it's Baker got hurt and the offense didn't adjust.
1: Offense didn't adjust. The play calling didn't adjust. The coaches didn't adjust. I mean, look – People are out here driving themselves insane, trying to put all the blame on just Baker or just Stefanski, or there's a lot of blame to go around here, folks. There's a lot of things that just didn't go our way this season. Um, Some of us our own doing, some of it not our own doing. But – and look, there's still a game left. That's why we're not going to sit here and talk about all the BS going on rumors and all that shit in Cleveland right now, because there's still a game left. We'll do the full season review and reflection in the next week or two, or maybe we'll take a few weeks out before that. I don't know, but I'm not, even. I'm not even, I can't even think about quarterback and all this stuff. I, I can't, I can't go there. I can't right now.
0: I mean, I'm pretty check. It was nice watching, uh, that Monday night football game with, uh, Less of a psycho um I don't know anxiety behind it. Like, well, hey, we better draft pick. We're out but of the playoffs anyway.
1: That was a death march to the end of that game though. Yep. Watching Baker get the shit kicked out of him. Sacked yep. nine times. Uh, the announcers were Uh, That was the best part. That was the best part. Uh, On the the actual broadcast, like Lewis, and then I watched the whole Manning cast because I I couldn't stomach listening to the announcers. I knew they were going to give just talk about Big Ben the entire time, and they did. I listened to the Manny cast. When Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the sport, has his hands behind his head like I'm doing right now asking, hello, is Nick Chubb still on this team? When Aaron Rodgers, who was the guest in the fourth quarter on the Manny cast, comes on and goes – can you guys get Baker some help? I mean, and then Louis, all the other guys on the actual, um, the official broadcast were like, What the hell is going on out here? Or the Cleveland It validates Browns? all the stuff that we've been saying all year. What the hell is going on?
0: It's. And then you found out later that Chubb
1: had a uh, sort of a rib injury going on. Which... Rib injury. Yeah. And I still think they haven't said this. No one said this. I'm just speculating. We saw what COVID did to Miles last season. I think Chubb is still on the up and up from COVID for being out for the week or two he was out. Um, He took Chubb out a
0: couple of times.
1: Part of me is,
0: I can never say this to Chubb or not being there, but I'm like, well, if you're pulling him because of, well, let's go to the kind of the injury controversy. I think it's an insane take of people judging Baker as if he was not dealing with, the injuries he was dealing with this season, like the torn labrum. Is it his throwing shoulder? No, but he's wearing a harness and that affects your stability and every inch of accuracy in this football league that matters. So he determined he would tough it out and play through it. Uh Shout out. I'll try to keep this rant brief, but it's something that I kind of passionate about as of this week when we had a, My uncle on the doctor, the love doctor, he's a sports medicine physician, said the physician's job is to quantify the injury, determine, one, if this player plays, does he risk maiming himself for the rest of his life? Okay, check. That's not an issue. Is it going to affect his play? Probably. But can he still play? That's what being signed off is. And sometimes it's a matter of, yeah, it's going to hurt like hell maybe a lineman, for example, they may tough it out and fight through the pain. Skilled players, they they may be able to play through it, but their level of play is so low that the coach decides to take them off the field. So in this case, let's say you have a 60% Baker, whatever number you want to choose. The coaches, it's on them to determine can a 60% Baker be better than 100% Keenum. Baker is not the guy that is going to willingly bench himself. He is the kind of guy that will fist fight a German tank in World War II. So you have a fighter. And if you think, oh, he should have benched himself. He was being selfish. Like, no, he's being a competitor. If he truly should have been benched, that's on the coaches. And I'm not saying they made the wrong decision. I'm saying it's on them to evaluate week in, week out, who's better, a maimed Baker or Case Keenum. Now, my biggest issue with that is that it seemed like, and correct me if I'm wrong, with a player that is playing through an injury, I saw zero adjustments throughout this season on the offensive side of the ball. Like At the end of the day, it's like the offense, the scheming, the coaching, whatever, they did him no favors. And I'm like, okay, was that? Is that really a thing? Like you said, we got to do better in every press conference. But what adjustments did they make? And God forbid, or if they move on from Baker, Baker moves on from them. It's like, well, we're not getting Aaron Rodgers. Are we going to develop the next quarterback that we have? Are we going to capitalize on the strengths that they have? Are we going to try to mask weaknesses? What are we doing? And a lot of that kind of came out vocally this week in watching the game and you know, that press conference afterwards, which I don't know if I want to talk about both. Jesus. It's like, that's what you get when you put a rookie on I'll say, the best defensive player in the league. Now that miles Garrett's hurt. Like that's
1: there have And I've been saying this for, for weeks that yeah. Baker said a rough season injury, no injury. He'll be the first one to tell you that there have been no favors done for him by the play calling and the coaching staff. None. You have got to be kidding me leaving. And this is nothing against our rookie lineman. He's a rookie. He's doing it. And even Baker said, he's like, I'm not, this is nothing against him. Like he works his ass off, but he's a rookie against the defensive player of the year. Okay. TJ Watt was licking his chops. He was laughing at us for putting that guy up against him. And he should have nine sacks. Nine sacks, and you don't do anything to adjust. You do nothing to let him not get his ass kicked and slammed over and over again. It's a miracle he didn't get hurt or hurt break the other shoulder the way he was getting hit the other night. Um, Alex Van Pelt and Stefanski with the play calling. Like I said the last podcast, I was very hesitant to jump ship. Again, Stefanski is a genius in his own right. But I think he would be a genius as the CEO on the sideline. I really, really want to see AVP making the calls as offensive coordinator moving forward. Starting with the Cincy game in in a few days. Um, and Jim Donovan said a couple nights ago. I don't know if this is speculating or if he has any. So obviously he has all the sources in the world. But um, he said, or in his if, in his opinion, if AVP doesn't get play calling duties next year, he's leaving the Browns. And I wouldn't blame him. I mean, yeah. Is it Stefanski's call, it's Stefanski's job? Yeah, he has that right. But if I'm AVP, who has a very close relationship with Baker, um, I'm going to want to call the plays because they are the they, they are the closest bond between coach and player. Those two, and it's his job. But
0: like, it should be his.
1: Job. Hang on, hang on. I let you go for I'm ten sorry, minutes. Sorry,
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
1: Um, there's a big problem when the best running back in the league, Nick Chubb, has 58 yards on 12 carries. That is. That between that the Green Bay game and just the rushing attempts with him is going to haunt me forever. Um, before we get into anything else, I do want to flip this real quick and give a shout out. We're going to find some positives here. Clowney two sacks. Guy has played his ass off the entire season. We were praying to God we would get like nine or ten games out of him. I hope we sign him and he comes back. He is an incredible player and he was he he lasted. Greg Newsom is a superstar. Uh, seven solo tackles, two passes defended. He was making what's-his-name a a wreck, just angry as hell, pissed him off the entire game. Who's that scumbag? The Notre Dame. Yeah, whatever. I don't even care. I don't even care. care. I don't care. Um, But, yeah, we lost 26-14. to And what I'm going to say is not just the worst overall game plan of the Stefanski era – Maybe the worst game plan we've ever seen since. Oh, it's top five since '99. Um, I don't know. I don't even know if a Freddie or a Hugh would have put together a game plan that pathetic. All things considered, people are gonna be like, "Oh, you're. Oh, no, no. Think about it. I mean, holy shit." There were no favors done to our quarterback, no adjustments made. And am I saying, again, this is not all Stefanski's fault. Baker made plenty of mistakes too. He'll be the first one to tell you that. I like would said it a thousand times. It's not just one, it's not just the coach, it's not just Baker, it's not just this and that. There's so many different things that are, are wrong right now that are going to have to be addressed, obviously, very, very soon. Um, but I don't know. That's really all I got. Big Ben is no longer going to be playing football against us ever again. Thank Christ. Uh, I'm, I'm actually sorry to cut by the way. Great rant. I'm, like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done, dude.
0: Big bet like him winning that game with everything. I'm like, dude, that was just like that'd be like it was like at
1: the end of World War II that Hitler was like, got a parade. <laughs> Yo, you've something. made like two Nazi references in the last 16 <laughs> minutes. No, I mean, I'm, too, too soon, too soon, you.
0: too soon. <laughs> um, ah, yeah, that was our two world or two references i've been listening to a lot of historical podcasts lately uh shout out the history of rome if you want to listen to non brown's podcast hell yeah highly recommend it it's very digestible the guy kills it even if you're not into rome it'll make you into rome
1: hey real quick we've talked about mental health in this podcast you're open about yours i'm very open about mine i think therapy is the greatest thing i've ever done with my life um so now is a great time to bring in a quick shout out to our partners this month. The Blind Sided podcast. The Players Tribune has launched its first ever mental health podcast called Blind hosted by former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. The show will share the moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and mental health became the most important focus of their lives. That's right, folks. The most famous people, the most successful people, the richest people, all go through the same stuff. It's true. This podcast allows listeners to have an understanding of the different types of mental health challenges people face. Guests this season include our very own Cleveland's Kevin Love, Paul Bissonette, Shout out Biz Nasty, Kurt Warner. Again, that's the Blindsided Podcast. Hosted by our brought to you by the Players Tribune hosted by Corey Hirsch and Dr. Diane McIntosh. Check it out. Great podcast. I'm excited to listen to it, and it's very appropriate for Cleveland uh, sports fans because mental health is obviously a much more of a priority for us.
0: Yeah, I got hit in the legs of a baseball bat these past
1: couple of weeks.
0: <laughs> uh. <I>
1: mean, <laughs> how are we here? What the hell is going on?
0: <laughs> Did we say, like – that, I think, was the worst loss I've ever experienced. Did we say oh, that in three I, I weeks did. in a row? Three weeks in oh, a row. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, being at the Raiders game, I wanted to die. Uh, Christmas ruined. And then just the way everything, there was never even <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> so no, was, nothing went right on Monday night against the Steelers. Nothing.
0: <laughs> my tears were rolling into my dinner with Kate's family after that game.
1: I, ah, so who won? How'd the Browns do? Like I'd apologize to my mom. I told you I'd apologize to my mom and dad the next day, the twenty sixth Boxing Day, shout out Canada, because like I was just I, my mom came into the living room at one point and I was just like, you you got to get away from me right now. I, I can't. I'm sorry. I know it's Christmas, but I can't. I don't want to be around anybody right now. Um, not that that matters. That's a dumb story. But hey, we have one more game left. <laughs> I don't. I don't even care. It's not even a real game. Like nobody. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Baker's sitting. Obviously, I'm sure a lot of guys are going to be sitting. Uh Joe Burrow's is not playing, so it is Case Keenum versus I don't remember.
0: You know what I don't want to happen for this game? I don't Richards. want something to happen where they're like, "Well, see what good answer you put Baker in or so." You know, it's like, I, yeah, I just no. don't want people to. I don't want to analyze this game, or if like in some conspiracy of like Stefansky just starts to like turn on the Jets from an offensive masterminds plan. I'm like, I don't want that. But in summary, dude, back to the – I don't think hope is entirely lost. I think –
1: It's not. I'm just saying we see early signs of potential dysfunction and people not getting along behind the scenes. And we – this fan base can recognize that. From a mile away, better than any other fan base, any sport, because we've just lived it. Dude, it's not even like, it's not even
0: like up for debate. It's like the announcers were like, what the hell's going on? You could hear yep. it in the po- press conference afterwards. Like, but, but to your point,
1: there is, there's still hope. I'm not giving up hope. I'm not, we're not in the dark times right now. I'm just saying, <laughs> unless some quick veers are made here. We're going to be back to the dark times before you know it. And I, for the 10th time I've said this on these very airwaves, I physically, emotionally, spiritually cannot go back there again. I can't. I'm out. Baker, I'm out. And,
0: Baker and Stefanski need to go fishing or something this offseason together.
1: And I don't even think that's – a. a I don't know what it is. I mean, Baker came out today when uh, Mary Kay Cabot tweeted that thing about – you know, they got to fix their – whatever the hell she said. And he came out over the top and was like, so many of you Cleveland reporters are just about your clickbait, and I'm not your puppet. It's bullshit. And we've said that since day one of this podcast, our very first episode. We said we wanted to start this because of how much bullshit so many of the Cleveland Browns writers, quote-unquote beat writers, try to put out there. So I don't think there's a huge rift there. Obviously, there's going to be some discomfort in the relationship when it's we had the season we had. Um, but, hey, I'm all for them going fishing.
0: Yeah, Nothing well, wrong with some fishing. I think they need to get on the same-ass page, um, which, I mean, it's not necessarily appropriate for, like, the player to be like, hey, coach, this is what you should do, different. It's not like Baker just gets the green light to call his shots. I'm like, whoever the hell needs to tell Stefanski, hey, manage the team, give up play calling, make it look like his idea instead of like he was forced to do it. But you can't call plays when you have that many pre-snap penalties. Like, do your job, evaluate things that need evaluated.
1: I still and- have nightmares from the twelve guys on the field before timeout and then after the timeout from weeks ago. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it. You know, there's been a lot of hot takes floating out around the the internet, and again, we're intentionally not talking about any of this shit until the end of the season because I need to digest everything before we start talking about people are jumping the gun way too quick on a lot of things here, folks. There's still a game left in this season. And there's some articles out there that were just like, like whether they're going whether it's true or false, it just, it's not the right time to talk about this shit right now. Wait till after the last game, then we can start assessing. But um, this was the most disappointing season I've ever had as a Browns fan this is way worse than 0 and 16, way worse than 1 and 31 in total. Some people will be like, "Yeah, you're right." Some people will be like, "That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Nothing can beat 0 and 16." Uh coming in with after how we finished last year with having a revamped defense, blah blah blah. Um, we should have realized the season was over at halftime of week 2 against Houston. I kind of thought it was and then he And I now. was I when yeah, when he went out, I was like, "That's it." And when he came back in, I remember we all it, we went nuts. Like everyone, like thank God. But you know, I don't know. And now this contract, and we're gonna have to have some very, very difficult and obnoxious conversations in the next few months. Uh, but hey, what's uh? I'm riding with. Hey, first of all, Stephans can't in nowhere. I'm riding with Baker till the ship goes down. I, I want. I'm obviously I'm gonna put the team before. Anything. I'm the team. The team. The team. I'm trying to win me a bowl. How many times do I got to say that? But until it's over, I'm cheering for this the squad. What the hell else are you going to do as a fan?
0: Yeah, no, that's really all you got, and that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got too. Um So to 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 cap off a very enthusiastic, not defeated episode, it's going to be okay, guys
1: gonna be all right um probably even, yeah but also to intentionally not first of all look there's a lot that's going to be fluid for the next few weeks few months we have a lot of stars signed for the the near future we're bringing a loaded roster back next season this defense played its ass off the last couple months here we're we're okay here y'all overall we're okay We got to figure out, obviously, you know, some of the bigger pieces and decisions and all this shit, but we're okay. Um, Yeah, we got to play the Bengals. Somehow we're favored by like three points on Sunday. Um, I will watch that in celebration that we can finally put this season to bed at the end of that game. I actually, I might not watch it. I'm going to have to because I'm sick.
0: I'm Uh, just a sicko.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what an Uber driver once told me before we sign off? This was um, this was this year before we drafted Baker, 2017. So what was that was that one in fifteen? Whatever. That no, no, was on sixteen. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Because that was we were like you, you can't go any worse than one in mean, fifteen. <laughs> only yeah, we can. Um, I remember I was yeah that was own sixteen year. I was taking an Uber back from the game to someone's some friend's house in Tremont, Cleveland. And I'm in the back seat. I remember this Uber driver goes, "You all right back there?" I'm like, "Browns, man." He goes. You know what I realized now that I'm in my 50s? He goes, Browns fans, we are a parade of the inept. And I sat there in the back seat a second. I was just like, yeah, that's exactly right. We are a parade of the inept. What the hell did, a parade of dumbasses? We're leading. We're all essentially. Yeah. Just okay. one after the other leading each other nonstop. It never ends. I thought we were done with this shit. I hope we are. I'm not saying we're back there by any means, but the fact that we're even having these conversations and I'm even feeling this way, we're all feeling this way is again, if you would have told me this a year ago, I would have called nine one one. Cause I thought you would lose like you're a psycho, a murderer. I think I am going
0: to quit watching sports when they win a super bowl.
1: I quit retire. Even if I'm not going to have the, the savings yet to do so, but just quit the job. or just go live somewhere I'll go to an Island or middle of nowhere, build a cabin. Yeah. Cause that's it. Maybe open a roller disco. Just trying to, Ooh, roller disco would be dope, but I'm just trying to win me a bowl. Hey, let's send out some good news. Um, well not good news, but a good, you know, um, we're quitting our jobs next year, baby. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just kidding. Uh, no, it's no jinx. Sh- no, no um, it was ext- the one good thing about that, Steelers game. The only good thing about that Steelers game, um, it was the one-year anniversary of, and I, one of the best days of my life. For you, I'm not gonna speak for you, but the Tom Sypele game
0: for sure.
1: Um, that was something. I'm scary. sure it was, but I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't tell people what the best days of their lives are. Um,
0: that was one of my. Yeah, that was- one of my
1: favorite days of all time. Tom Sypele, the legend. Everyone knows Tom Seiple. Um, Yeah, thinking back to one of the best days ever, and. Just what that guy did for the city, what that guy did for so many kids and people. I I think about him. A lot of people I know think about him very regularly. Um, you know, still forever, very lucky that we got to have him not just on the show a few times, but you know, we got to get to know him a little bit. He got to know a lot of people in Cleveland, and it was that was the one uh silver lining from that game. i that's Night. what we
0: should do is talk about that next week in more detail to end on a and the season on a. We got to give that. We got to give it a full episode of. Tom Just with, with Tom
1: Swivel. Yeah, absolutely. From the hotel room to. Uh, yeah,
0: I know. Stop telling him. Yeah, but it's sick. Sick yeah. story. Tune in next week. Yeah. Subscribe. Listen. Like Dogs War Podcast. Uh, Good. <laughs> trying to quit this episode for like 20 minutes now yeah
1: i'm all right i'm out we'll do i'll do one more pre-game for the game on it'll be a joke but whatever uh on that note for raleigh for myself thanks for listening to dogs war podcast and good night cleveland